Hi, I'm Bjorn Roberts. I'm Jess Fishlock. This is Owen Singer-Jones. I'm Owen Vaughan Williams. This is Tash Harden. And you are listening to the Home of the Delivery Podcast. Welcome to today's mini-pod from Coleman Had a Dream. We're going to be looking at a sort of combination of favourite player and best player that we've enjoyed over the years. Yeah, I'm going to start because um, I've got, like, you've been a bit more sensible than me. Um, <laughs> you've kind of just gone down one lane and I've written about 25 names down uh, as ever. I think there is a difference between the best player you've ever seen and your favourite player. Um, like, watching Gary Speed play for Newcastle, he was also a brilliant player as well, but play, watching him play for Newcastle and Wales, it was great to have your your country's captain also playing for your club as well and it was he was just such a brilliant player so strong and quick and great left foot and great in the air and I know obviously everything that's kind of happened since um with with him as our manager but he was just a brilliant player to watch football I don't think I'd put him necessarily in the best although he's certainly up there but he was just so great um, at what he brought to, to the football pitch. Um, Fastino Asprio was another one. I think he scored 14 goals over two seasons. So he was kind of, you know, certainly not prolific. But, oh my God, the guy was just hilarious. He was nuts. He's got a hat-trick against Barcelona. He was just such a brilliant, exciting player to watch. And the story of when he signed for Newcastle, the day he flew in, Newcastle were playing Middlesbrough. So he had, um, he said he had a couple of glasses of wine on the, flight over he went into the director's box and had a steak dinner and a glass of wine and then someone came up to the director's box at Middlesbrough and said oh you're you're on the subs bench mate you've got to go and get your kit on and they thought he would they was taking the piss and someone had pulled out injured in the warm-up so Tino had to go down and uh, having had a steak dinner and, and a glass of wine and went down and got on the bench and even came on in the second half and got two assists as Newcastle went from 1-0 down to win the game 2-1. He was just he was just a brilliant, exciting player. Um, and the same as David Ginola. Like, he was just like... I th- well, we, rec- we recorded this once and I'll, I will say the same thing again. He was just... He was sexual when he wanted to be like... He was such, such a great player. So exciting. But I also had a real soft spot for John Hartson as well. Like, he wasn't he wasn't glamorous or sexual in the same way that David Ginola was. But I thought the way he played and what he did, I think, was so important for Wales. And I, I think he was kind of a bit underrated a little bit. I think he had a rocket of a left foot. He was obviously very good in the air. But, uh, yeah, I love Big John. So th- those are my kind of my favourites. So my story goes back to the sort of mid-80s again. I think people that have listened to a couple of these will probably be picking up on an era here and ageing me rather. Um, My favourite player is is Kevin Ratliff. I think as a player, he was great, but I don't think you'd say he was a great player. As a captain for Wales, I think what he brought to the table was incredible. He, you know, he gained the captaincy um, at a very young age. He was barely playing for Everton before he got the captaincy and he got it over, you know, people like Alan Curtis um, and Joey Jones. Uh, so Mike Smith obviously saw something in him and you could you could see him growing into the role and, and, and becoming such a pivotal part of, of what at the time was a pretty golden era for us. Although, I mean, obviously we didn't qualify, but we were at a level and, and winning important games and, get, and getting so close yeah, that yeah. Uh, his, his 
sort of steering from the back line there was so important. Uh, Neville Southall described him as nasty, and I, th- I think that was really apt, but not in. But he wasn't dirty, and I think that's actually a fine line for defenders to tread. I think it's one of their key skills, um, and he he did it so well. He could read the game. He was fast, um, but I think it was more about how really he was caught out of position just because he read a game so well. You, you really saw him need need to throw in with any kind of ridiculous tackles because he was just, generally speaking, always in the right place at the right time. Obviously, what happened with Everton, you know, they won titles, they won FA Cups, but they missed out on playing in um, the Champions Cup because they would have gone through the season after the the Heysel disaster. So unfortunately, they never got to play on that stage. Um, And given how dominant they were and how dominant English teams were at the time, you you feel like they would have gone deep in that competition that year. Uh, So that's always, you know, that's always a sad point. Uh, I think another part of his his sort of reign as captain was was bridging from the kind of Leighton Phillips, Terry Yorath era through to the Ryan Giggs playing era. You know, he spanned all of that. Um, and I think it can't be underestimated the role that a few key players played at that time, actually, in terms of moving us from a... Um, a sort of gritty, dogged team into playing a bit more football um, as a as a norm by sort of the early nineties. Uh, I appreciate that in his role as a commentator, he's not a popular person. He can, he can be quite divisive. You know, you ask some Wrexham fans, and they've had issues with him, and I, you know, I don't blame them for that. But when I'm looking at him as a player, I think he was just so pivotal at actually a very pivotal pivotal time for us no absolutely i think you know you, you talk about that side the everton side you know and it's a shame as well because a lot of people left that everton side after the the hustle mm. thing because it was only english teams who were banned from playing in europe so yeah. a lot of teams uh, players sorry went to, to to rangers and celtic and and, and lots of mm. different other places so it's a big shame for everyone concerned. Yeah, he was. I, I never saw him play, but he was. Uh, he was a. He was a brilliant, brilliant player. Um, so for me, I don't want to go down the road of the Ronaldos and the Messies, but original Ronaldo was just like unbelievable. I watched a video of him this morning. I saw on Twitter, and you forget like it was like he had the ball on a string. He was just unbelievable. And Zidane was another one like that. But for me, people I've seen play regularly and play often, Alan Shearer and Gareth Bale are just in an absolute different world like Alan Shearer like you talked about nastiness before Alan Shearer was just a horrible horrible man but I I just I loved him and he scored important goals and he like turned down Man United to come and play for Newcastle and it was just he's just he was just a brilliant player and I I remember a game I went to watch Newcastle play Villa at Villa Park and Shearer scored two to put us 2-0 up and Gave away a penalty and then Celestine Babiaro, being the worst player in history that he was, gave away, um, got himself sent off. And uh, and Shearer just decided to come and play centre-half and just absolutely dominated the game and just saw the game out for us. He was just so great that day and like he epitomised what a leader was. He was just unbelievable, like so many great goals. 
Um, and obviously Gareth Bale. I think Gareth Bale has changed Welsh football. Um, I think he is. I think he's the best player Wales have ever produced, and I think he will continue to change Welsh football forever, long after he's retired, just because of where he's taken us and, and what we are now capable of doing as a as a football nation. Um, so yeah, just absolutely fantastic players, and a pleasure to watch them play. Really. Yeah, the player that I think was the best player I've watched play um, was Neville Southall. I think he is one of the very few players that I've watched at their peak when they've actually been the best in the world at what they do. Yeah. I I think even with, you know, the likes of Ian Rush or Ryan Giggs, you could argue that... There were as good strikers as Ian Rush, say, in, in his period. You know, he was amongst the best in the world. Was he the best in the world? I think there could be an argument. Sal, I don't think there's any argument that at his peak, he was the best at what he was doing. And he was amazing to watch. Absolutely fearless. Crazy, but not reckless somehow. Yeah. So commanding. He gave the impression that he really didn't care what was happening on the rest of the field. You know, wasn't concerned about what the rest of his team were doing, certainly wasn't concerned about what the opposition was doing. You know, he had a responsibility on the field and you just got out of his way and let him get on with it. <laughs> and I love I love that commanding presence that he had. Um, obviously, you can't help but love what he's doing now as a human being oh, as well. He He's just got so much time for his efforts um, in terms of just being so open minded and. I think he's he's also kind of making a statement for, for people who are my age that we tend to get bracketed as being a little closeted and a little um, not open to the world. And I think he's demonstrating that age isn't actually the, ter- the determinant in people's approach to the world. Um, and I, feel, I really value that personally, too. No, absolutely. He's clearly a, a great, great guy as well as being a, a great goalkeeper as well. So... Um, yeah, I don't think there's any any argument there. Um, so I think we are done with our best players. Uh, I think it would be great to to hear more from people as well about what you think your best players are and who you think the best players are. Anything you want to send us, we will hopefully be able to retweet and post on Twitter. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you for being in touch and thank you for being involved. Goodbye. Bye-bye.